Blog Talk Radio. Uncle, 
on Christmas Day. Let me leave it alone, then. And why did you marry? Because I fell in love. Yes, you fell in Good day, sir. His miserable walk home that night. Oh, what a miserable for Scrooge. As he looked at his door knocker and heard the following words. Scrooge! Scrooge! As his door knocker transformed itself into the face of his deceased partner, Marley. Because remember, Marley was dead. Of that, there could be no doubt. Dead as a doornail. But that Christmas Eve, like every Christmas Eve, oh, so many years before it, just like so many Christmas Eves before, Scrooge took his cold supper alone in his dark, cold rooms. He had great fancy curtains on the bed, though. Miss X wishes she had those. I have always wanted those curtains. He saw the spirit of Molly in his rooms. Scrooge! 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 Marley, it is required of every man's spirit. They must travel the world. If not, if they don't help people while they're alive, they wander the world and see the pain and suffering it might have shared on earth and turned to happiness. I forged this in life, Marley said. I girded it on my own free will. The weight Nate of the strong coil you bear, Scrooge, was as long as this seven Christmas Eves ago. You have labored on it since, Ebenezer. Touch my garment, Nate said the person. Not Marley, but he told them that you will touch the garment of three spirits because tonight you will be visited by three spirits. I rather not, Scrooge replied. Through the window they flew, aloft on the air, and over the rooftops. The first ghost, the first ghostly visit. Scrooge visits his past. Far past, your past. He sees his neglected childhood self alone for the holiday at boarding school and revisits his broken engagement with his little girlfriend, Belle. If you are false enough to yourself to choose a dollarless girl, you who weigh everything by game, then Ebenezer and I release you with a full heart for the love of him you once were. The next spirit is of the present. This spirit is full of prosperity. Dressed to the nines, just like a king, in green, long, velvety robes, with something like a gold crown on his head, for the present is full of prosperity for Scrooge. Said the second spirit, Come and know me, Bethlehem! He had a beard and long robes, and he was eating gluttonously. And under his robes he had two, dressed in rag, ignorance, and want. 
Scrooge begged him to put ignorance and want away. Please, I don't want to see it. They are hidden, said the second spirit of the present. They are hidden, but they exist. And at this time, Miss X reminds you all to give to all who are hungry this holiday season. I've been reminding you of this for the past several weeks, and I remind you again. The spirit of present further takes Scrooge to see how poor his poor employee Cratchit is, who has a youngest son on crutches. And the youngest son's name is Tiny Tim. And Cratchit relates to his wife, almost the noise and clatter of his six half-round half-dozen children, that Tiny Tim, well, he thought it would be good for the churchgoers to see on Remember, upon Christmas Day, who made lame beggars walk and blind to see. Scrooge asked the second spirit, the spirit at the present moment, tell me, spirit, where he live, where tiny Tim live. I see a vacant seat in a poor chimney corner. As these shadows remain unaltered by the future, child but God. No! If you don't give him more money and help Scrooge. Cratchits, oh, the dinner fun they had. Poor as they were, they had more to eat than Miss X. Christmas after Christmas Day, yes. And on that day, Bob Cratchit said to his wife, which Scrooge got to see in the present. Second spirit. The spirit of the present. The second spirit that visited Scrooge this Christmas Eve and I showed him through our dark, dank Christmas Eve scary night. The fun that the Cratchits were having. And Bob Cratchit proposed a toast to his wife. Let's drink to Mr. Scrooge. Ah, it should be Christmas Day, she responded, I'm sure, to drink the health of such an odious, stingy, hard, unfeeling man as Mr. Scrooge. Please, my dear, Bob Cratchit said. Christmas Day. It's Christmas. Or as Miss X often says, come on, it's Christmas. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Ah, Spirit, this is a fearful place, said Scrooge. Scrooge awoke in his bed, probably trembling, trembling, trembling to see the third spirit that visited him that night. A specter, as he called him. For Scrooge looked, and this was the spirit of the future, clad a figure covered in a hood with no face. Couldn't see any face at all. Are the reindeer up there on the roof yet? I think I'm... I have heard clatters on the roof. You know, a lot of people have on Christmas Eve. Sit in the dark now with your warm drink by your glistening tree and give me that partridge in a pear tree. The third spirit didn't speak. He didn't speak. Just pointed a bony figure. And Scrooge says, Spectre, I fear you most 
than is any specter I have seen. Still not speaking, the phantom approached gravely, silently, for in the very air through which the spirit moved, it seemed to scatter gloom and mystery. The spirit answered not, but pointed downward with its hand. Scrooge feared the silent shape so much that his legs trembled beneath him. Lead on! Lead on. That's all Scrooge could say to the spirit of the future. Lead on. Lead on. Instead of floating in the air over the tops of the buildings and the tops of the houses of London area, the city seemed to spring up about them. And Scrooge was taken to one of his final scenes. The scenes the future. I don't know much about it either. I don't know he's dead. What was the matter with him, Connors? Said the first man with a yawn. Said the first with a yawn. What has he done with his money? Oh, he hasn't left it to me. That's all I know. Funeral. Oh, upon my life, I don't know where anybody to go to. It's hard of mine going if lunch is provided. And then as they continued onward. Oh, cold, cold, rigid, dreadful death. Set up thine altar here. Dress it with such terrors. Was not to say he was kind to me and this or that. Nobody, not one person could say that Scrooge was kind. Feel the ocean caused by this man's death. Show that person to me, spirit, I beseech you. Instead, the phantom spread its dark robe like a wing. made him shudder and feel very cold. He saw the woman trading his curtains. And the voices of children in their play, she could hardly bear the voices of children in their play. A man whose face was careworn, though he was young. Let me see some. said Scrooge. Scrooge looked for himself, but nowhere was he to be seen. Poor Bob Cratchit's house was now still statues. The noisy little Cratchits were still statues. And Tiny Tim's mother said, I wouldn't show we guys to your father for the world. Father, he's walked a little slower these few last evenings. Mother, I have known him walk with, with Tiny Tim upon his shoulders. Very fast indeed. The phantom pointed as before a churchyard. The spirit stood among the graves and pointed down. Scrooge said, Say it thus with what you show me. Read! And he read upon the stone of the neglected grave, own name, Ebenezer Scrooge. I am not the man I was. I will not be the man I must have been. I'll go on a Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. All the year. He raised his hands in prayer and the spirit dwindled. Then Scrooge looks out the window and he buys this big turkey and he tells this kid, Hey, go get that turkey for me. And the kid goes, What day is it? What are you asking me what day it is? It's Christmas Day, of course. I should say I do. And they all live. Happily ever after, for Scrooge helps Bob Cratchit, and Tiny Tim gets well. And Scrooge was as good a father as the old city ever knew. And until last, 
and the next time. I'll be back. I said, I'll be back. And until then, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.